Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, 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 Lisa girl, how you doing this evening? <laughs> I am good. Happy Friday, y'all. <laughs> Leash, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. Oh Lord. <laughs> y'all know I'm always doing stuff. My mind is already on Friday. Wait, and I know it's not Friday because. Not here, and I'm talking about exactly. some happy Friday. If it was Friday, she would be here. <laughs> oh my goodness, you need a break, girl. You need a break. <laughs> I, you know what? You ain't never lied about that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, welcome, everybody. We missed you guys. We should not have been off the air, but never fear. We have been so, so busy, but we are back tonight, this Thursday slash Leisha's Friday, so we welcome you all. <laughs> Y'all don't mind, my mind is all over the place, because I, I got, like, stuff to do, and I'm like, okay, I got to do this, okay, you know what, I think I work too much, and I lack a little <laughs> balance, like, balance is really important, but I don't oh, know. yeah. What balances you out? Whatever's supposed to balance you out, I guess I need to go find it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to have a show on it, Lisa, so we can be taking notes. <laughs> and you know what? We gonna, next week is the battle of the sexes, so we're going to talk about balance. 
because mm-hmm. that, I think that's a great environment. See, it's a whole different show next week because we got some different type of guests, a different kind of elements that's coming in, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that would be hot in that conversation because it'll be it'll be a real adult conversation. I, y'all just see oh, yeah. next Friday. It's it's going down on Battle of the Sex. Oh, yeah. So for those that are not familiar or been uh, a little bit out of tune with this chat, my name is Miss Tony. I am joined by the one and only phenomenal. It's Friday, Miss Leisha. And just to let you guys know, because <laughs> I see some new people out there. I see y'all checking us out. Thank you so much. But just to let you guys know what we do here on Let's Chat, we love, love, love celebrating literature. And not just literature, because, you know, if you check our archives, we have all walks of life that have come through the doors of Let's Chat. Check us out. We're pretty rich in those archives. But we love doing all of that the only way we know how, which is the royal way. Our show allows all of our guests, as well as our listener family, to interact in the fun, intimate, and friendly environment. And we get to hear the passion, and we have the passionate guests tonight about what they do and how far they've come. I'm so proud of our two guests tonight because they are passionate about their craft. So we love for you guys Absolutely. to share their passion because you never know where you may be in your passionate life. You may be touched by a spark that one of our guests may share with you. So we welcome all our guests to enjoy, sit back, get those rep cups because, Leisha, and I, we don't discriminate. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Absolutely, and make sure you got a pen and pencil. You need you need your pen and your pencils and, and or whatever you're gonna take notes with because you know tonight you know we started doing a monetize your pen segment. Um, the one mm-hmm. we did, I believe, was last month. We did with Victoria Christopher Murray. If you missed that one, make sure you go back and check mm-hmm. it out. They mm-hmm. were talking about different ways to be able to monetize your pen. But I noticed that there are a lot of authors that want to take their books. To the big screen, whether it's a web series or creating a play or whatever the case may be. And so mm-hmm. we have these two gentlemen. Um, they're both writers. You know, Silk White has a bomb pen. Um, he's an mm-hmm. author, but he's also a director and a producer. Um, and he has web series. And so we have uh, also Josh Gilliard, who is a writer, he's an actor, he's a director, he's a a producer, he's a model, but we're focusing on the writer, director, producer hats for these two gentlemen, you know, because Mm -hmm. the process itself, you know, a lot of people get into stuff and they bump around in the dark because they don't understand what needs to be done and how it needs to be done. You know, they don't have, I think everything should have an outline, really. You know, anything that mm-hmm. you want to do should have an outline to it so that you know what what you need to do, you know, and you're just not all over the place, not just when right. writing a book, but just in anything, especially if you want to take your book uh, and you want to venture off into a direction that you may not have ever been. And so I want them mm-hmm. to come in and drop some jewels. You know, Josh is awesome. If y'all have not seen his Queen of the Ratchet, y'all gotta check that out. It is hilarious. (laughs) Um, He also has Gumbo. I mean, he has so many different web series. Silk White has a web series that comes out, looks like a new one every week, but Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to come and just pour into people, you know, giving them, educate them on the process of creating mm-hmm. these things and going into this avenue uh, and some of the do's and don'ts and things that people may need to know up front that they learn through their process. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. 
Absolutely. And they are so full of knowledge. They're pretty much a jack of all trades when it comes to their pen, and they're passionate about putting it on the screen. And I know, Leash, one day we're going to see them on the big screen. I'm just biding my time, and I'm going to be on there opening night on that Friday night. (laughs) I know. You know, uh, Stu was on Instagram. And he was showing, mm-hmm. a, I guess he was in um, director mode, but he was doing something on set. And I was like, his mind, he has such a creative mind. Mm-hmm. The things that he comes he up with and the way that he does it, like, dude, it's awesome to be able to see him create. And the way he, mm-hmm. and then create and be able to direct other people to bring your creation to life. I know, and also to be be involved on the other side, on both sides of the camera leash, that takes a a lot of skill, talent, and patience and ability, you know, when you're doing both sides of that camera, behind and in front of it. Absolutely, and Josh is so awesome. So, Josh, I love Josh. Um, (laughs) I do. I love him to death. (laughs) We had him on. He had a... um, a web series that he did about him and his sister was called Oddly Olden, and we had them on for that. Happy belated birthday, mm-hmm. Sarah. And <laughs> then he has Gunkle, which we're going to have Iris and Jaden, which, which are his niece and nephew. We're going to actually have them on um, to be able to talk about that series. Um, and then he has Queen of the Ratchet. Now, T, I'm not Ratchet. But let me tell you about Queen of the Ratchet. It's, I want to say it's a parable, and so he does it off Disney. And when I say it is hilarious, it is hilarious. He also has um, opposing views. We had him and Xavier on our show um, a couple of last month, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure y'all check out the the show for for a couple of weeks ago that we had them on because he was dropping a little knowledge and talking about his shows. When I say Josh is the bomb.com, he is so very passionately creative. Like his creativity mm-hmm. just falls out of him. You know what I'm saying? He's really dramatic. He's, he, he's, he's the bomb.com. I love me some Josh. I know, and that was such a great show, Leash. We got, like you said, we got to meet his partner in one of his, um, his, his in one of his web series, and you can feel the dynamics between the two. And first and foremost, there is such respect between them, and and it's just a beautiful thing to see two brothers come together and make magic with just their skills and their ability Absolutely. to make people laugh. It's just a natural ability. So make sure you guys check them out. Get those pens and paper, like Lee said, or whatever device you take notes on and get ready to get your jewelry box filled with some awesome jewels. Absolutely. And I want to piggyback off of what you said because, you know, the crab in the barrel mentality is so overrated. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. I think it is an awesome thing to see two black men that take their creativity, put it together, and create such great um, work. 
with no extras. You know what I'm saying? Everybody <laughs> is working. Everybody is doing their thing, and it's good to be able to see them doing that because we really don't see a good examples of black men doing things like this. And so mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. Xavier and Josh's dynamic. Um, we wanted to have Xavier on, but he is doing star, and so he's not going to be able to – he wasn't going to be able to come on tonight. But Josh, mm-hmm. you know, Josh is web series Encyclopedia 101, and then we got Silk, so I think we still going to have a great, great show. We are, and we love when, when Silk comes on to the to the show. He's not just uh, a guest. He is family. You know, at the drop of a dime, he is there for us, and we so appreciate and we love him and all that he has contributed to the industry, not just literature, but the film as well. And uh, we just have such a great time when Silk slides on into the chat room. (laughs) Yeah, he's so smooth with it. And when I text him, a reminder, yeah, when I text him a reminder, it was like, we got an interview, so he kind of forgot. I was like, do we need to change? He was like, nope, I'm going to be there. Like, if, <laughs> if I call him, he will come. If I ask him, he will come. And he will make time to do it. And so we appreciate those relationships. Josh, too, he will make time mm-hmm. to do it. Like, no, I, I'm coming. I got you. And so I appreciate those relationships, being able to reach out to people um, and then be able to reach out to us when they have different things going on. Uh, right. And they create a kitchen. Mm-hmm. It really is a joy to have them. And like you said, he's smooth with it. I guess that's where he got the name Silk from, Leash. I'm just saying. <laughs> Remember, he told us what, he actually told us where he got the name Silk from. He got, he told us mm-hmm. where he got the name Silk White from. Um, <laughs> a long time ago, but he did tell us, but he is smooth with it. He is very cool. He is. So I'm excited that he's <laughs> going to be on today. We're going to take a brief break, and we will be back. Oh, make okay. sure, have y'all have not got it? Let me tell y'all, Essex, y'all, one, two, and three is out, y'all. Girl. What is y'all waiting for? Girl. Y'all got to get y'all <laughs> life as Essex three. And then, okay, you don't like street lit? Okay, because, you know, we love to, if you're looking for something good to read, we love to be able to share, you know, because at the at the core, we are hardcore readers. You know, we are, mm-hmm. we love a good pen, honey. And so oh, yes. if street lit is not your thing, check out Village Vengeance by author Ingrid Brown. That's a whole different type of spin, but her whole, um, she gives a new meaning to revenge. You know what I'm saying? And I, I love the way mm-hmm. she wraps it up um, and brings it to her readers. Me too. It's a great thing. So we're going to, absolutely. We're going to take a brief break and we will be right back. Okay. Um. We got so much music. Let's do a little Xavier. We appreciate him. Okay. Busting my tail on a nine to five. Just to keep up, try to stay alive. Promise my lady we gon' be alright. She be crying while she praying for a better life. Hustling on the side for a bag of rice. Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price. Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia clay. Gotta stay searching for a better day. Gotta keep my faith to 
savage, but you wouldn't listen. Uh-huh. I came to take over the whole game. That's my mission. Carriage Jordan, motherfucker. Now pay attention. Now that I got your attention, uh-huh. let me complete my sentence. Born in the slums, I hustle for crumbs. I saw for days. Now it's time to get paid. Dug into my last right. Streets made me a menace. Mama didn't raise uh-huh. no fool. Bottom line, you course was mine. Homie, I eat your food. I ain't with that mumble uh-huh. shit. The only thing that mumbles quick is when I put that muzzle on that bitch and I freeze that shit. Yeah, I'm insane, nigga. Crazy and I'm cool, cold. Split personality. I don't know who's who. Screws loose, so watch what you say to me. I will snap out. I'm a New York Jersey nigga. But now I want to run out. It's not where you from, nigga. It's where the fuck you at. So I switch that NY and flip it to a break. Running up the check, running up the check. Stepping on their neck, stepping on their neck. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat. Better come correct, gotta get respect. I was born for this, I will, I will go to war for this. If you standing in my way, you gon' be on the floor for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, a grenade without a pen. Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit. Hey, first off, you don't know who you fucking with. That nigga KJ here bust quick. Better watch what you say when you run your lips. He's crazy in the range, you don't give a shit. Pop pills, that boy is so ill. Disrespecting you, get killed. Spit villain like the vibe for the DC sniper to the bitches, I was sleep hype, yeah. You don't wanna with the key from Jersey. Better pray to the Lord for some mercy. Cause when I come I come with fire. Stop putting on your rap shoe lighter. You ain't never do a big, you a bitch, nigga. You be lying in your rap shoe and rich, nigga. You don't want no war with the kid, nigga. I run up in your motherfucking grip, nigga. I kill you, kill you, kill you. And leave no witnesses. And write a book about it like OJ Simpson did. I'm a savage, nigga. I am out of my mind. I'll hunt you down if you got diamonds and shine. I'm on my grind, nigga. So don't you waste my time. And if you disrespect the king, you know you cross the line. I see you haters, nigga. I hear you haters talking. You gonna end up six feet deep in the fucking coffin. I'm about my paper, I'm about my thriller, I'm counting figures. Uh-huh. I seen the cross in your eyes, that's why you switch, nigga. Oh, you a bitch, nigga. Uh-huh. I'm counting chips, nigga. Uh-huh. You keep on chasing ass, I'm getting rich, nigga. Running up the check, running up the check. Stepping on their neck, stepping on their neck. Haters popping off, I don't feel a threat. Better come correct, gotta get respect. I'm not reform for this, I will, I will go to war for this. I throw every feeling possible. Right out the door for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, Captain Nick, no apple pick. Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this here. Hey! All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. I'm Miss Felicia. You know I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We are talking that talk today, y'all, about this our monetize your pen segment, but we today we're talking about the process. And we got two fabulous guests that's going to be talking that talk with us. Writer, director, producer, Silk White, and writer, director, producer, Josh Gilliard. They're both going to be on today. Our first guest is Silk. He's about to smooth his way on up in here. Hey, Silk. <laughs> hey, what's going on? What's going on? Hey, Silk, welcome. You know you we be loving when you slide into the chat room, buddy. Right. Listen, <laughs> I was just talking about how Listen. smooth he was. I was like, he's so smooth. He's a beat. Yeah, he'll slide right on through. Well, look, man, 
I love sliding in, man. Anytime y'all need me to slide, just get my slide on. Just let me know I'm here. All right, Nashua. Don't don't get me going, with my. You know, I'm gonna be gonna form something in my head now. Don't oh, go there. <laughs>
whatever it is, just write it down first, right? The second mm-hmm. thing is you got you to gotta go out and you got to go film it, right? Don't wait till you get the best cameras. Don't wait till you get the best actors or actresses. Don't wait for everything to be perfect because it's never going to be perfect. You feel what I'm saying? So you got to go right. out there and just start start creating. You understand? And um, mm-hmm. just like anything you do, if you're a barber, if you're a dentist, whatever, you're going to have to do work over and over and over again, and that's how you become good at what you're doing and stuff like that. So you can go mm-hmm. get an iPhone or, you know, I wouldn't recommend an Android phone, but, you know what I'm saying, you can you, you, you use your phone oh, because you your phones have such... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta come on over, yeah, you gotta man. come on over, girl. Let's go. Let's go. You gotta come on yeah. over and stop saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I won't recommend that Android, but if you got it, I guess you could use it. You know what I'm saying? So you, you could. So, so, so what you do is this: man. you go to the store. You go get the bare minimums that you need, the light, you know what I'm saying? You, you you just get the little bare minimum thing. Then you start filming. You start filming because what happens is uh, a lot of people, they come to me and they say, yeah, I want to film this, I want to film that. And the first thing I say is, well, have you filmed anything? And they say, no, I got these, I did. Well, have you written anything down yet? No, I ain't write it. I ain't start writing it yet. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like, yo, you're mm-hmm. never, you're never going to get, you're never going to get started unless you get started and the only way to get started is get out there and you got to just go do don't wait for the right time it's never going to be the right time you know what i'm saying and it's uh, mm-hmm. and you got to be able to um um you know you got to be able to move on the fly you understand what i'm saying because sometimes people are not going to show up when you first start people don't believe it people are not going to believe in your vision because you have <laughs> nothing to show them yet you understand so you might have everything scheduled and, you know, three people might not show up. You know what I'm saying? You can't cancel the whole shoot because three people didn't show up and seven people did. So now what you got to do is you got to get creative and you got to re- reorganize some stuff and move some stuff around and still make and still still just make it work. And um, that's, that's the first thing that you need to do is just do start writing something or start filming something if you're trying to film something. Mm-hmm. And that's so important. Um, so this is Tony. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. I just want to say, and hey, a lot Tony. of people, hey, you, Mr. Smooth, but a lot of people feel <laughs> that they got to go out there <laughs> and, and produce a five-star movie when, like you say, you just get out there, get your feet wet, you know, get your get your, your wings wet and just know what it is that you're doing and don't try to shoot for the stars that very first time. Or like you say, I try to have everything aligned perfectly yeah. because it's not a perfect world you have to get out there like you say get get busy because you learn from mistakes and that's one of the biggest things that you can do when you get out there is learn from what you from your mistakes and and watch people in the business as well of course of course another thing too is that um once you get out there and start working and doing something when you come across people who are doing the same thing right <laughs> your stuff may not be um as good as you want it to be right and if you mm-hmm. ask people for help, they'll help you because they see you grinding. They see you trying. But if you come up to somebody and it's like, yo, I'm trying to film too, and I ain't got nothing done, I never shot nothing, I never wrote nothing or anything like that, they're going to look at you like, yeah, this is a waste of time because they haven't done anything. So if you just get out there and do something, people will help you. You know what I'm saying? People will help you. Mm-hmm. People will come on board. People will start believing in your stuff because they have something that they can they can see with their own eyes and stuff like that. 
instead of you just talking because uh, so many people do so much talking that nowadays people want to see stuff. And if you don't have anything to show, you're going to be categorized as just, you know, another talker and stuff like that. You understand? Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely, awesome. you got to be, be about it, not just talk about what you want to do. You got to actually do it. Now, when you first started, what were some of the uh, adjustments you had to make from going to writing the book to doing your web series? Um, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't, um, it wasn't too hard of an adjustment. And the adjustment was dealing with uh, multiple personalities. Because when you deal with these actors and actresses, they're all different. You know what I'm saying? Some people mm-hmm. are divas. Some people are bossy. Some people are they. Do, everybody's just different, and you got to know how to handle all these different, um, you know, personalities and things like that. The second mm-hmm. roughest thing to do was to get everybody on one schedule because everybody is always so busy. It's hard to get everybody free on the same day. You know what I'm saying? So those was like the the main uh the the biggest challenges and things like that. Um mm-hmm. what else? Locations. Finding locations was hard as well too. When you first start out a lot of people they don't want you to use their homes. Uh you know, and if you don't have the money to pay for a location then, you know, you have to um you know, work in magic and things like that. So mm-hmm. you know, those are those were a few of the obstacles that I had to deal with when I first got started. Wow. You know, so this is Tony once we've got to remember to say who we are. But I think one of the gotcha. one of the key things key things that you said is managing the different personalities. Because I think the higher you go on that that ladder as far as how much how successful you become, those um attitudes and individual personalities they grow as well. So you have to be able to Start at the roots and know how to maneuver those personalities. And does it actually grow with you on as your personnel grow, you grow as far as you know how you deal with them? Um, kind of, sort of, man. It's like um, it, uh, it's, it's just different because when you start dealing with people, you start to get to know them and stuff like that. And you start knowing mm-hmm. what's going on in them personal and things like that. And that starts interfering mm-hmm. with stuff. And it's like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, you know, there's no people are just crazy, man. That's all. That's what I love. People are just crazy. You know, uh-huh. people make a lot of bad decisions that want you to bail them out and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, well, well, why, would you do, well why would you do that for? Well, you know, that doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. You know? Not that does each day present its own individual problems, sounds like. Every day, man. It's always something. <laughs> nothing never goes nothing never goes smooth. Every time we film, nothing really? ever goes smooth. I was talking to one of the uh cast members and I was telling her, I was like, Yo, you know what's so crazy? These people love these webs these web series that I do, right? It mm-hmm. it it would be great if they could actually uh read uh one of the uh scripts because the script is nothing like what they see on the on the screen because it has to make mm-hmm. so many adjustments. Somebody doesn't show up, uh this happens, that happens. So the the way I write it, it'd be so, so good. And sometimes mm-hmm. I have to maneuver and do do other things. And if I had all the stuff that I really needed to to, to shoot what I wanted to what I wrote, 
Man, the mm-hmm. people who really love this stuff. They love it already, but, you know, so much stuff that's taken out that the people don't know what goes on behind the scenes. And, right. you know, it just, it just be, it just, it just be a whole lot, but it, it's never smooth. You, you know, you can have everything right. It's something still go wrong and stuff like that. And that's just how, that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. We had the cops called on us a few times for filming. Um, oh, you know, a lot wow. of stuff, you know, yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff just, just, just goes wrong and stuff. Mm. So, so wow. this is Alicia. How do you balance? How do you balance your personal life and your work because you do work a lot and be able to keep those separate from um, the different um, projects that you do? Well, it's really tough actually because I do work a lot, and um, you know, you know, anybody who be with me, they just gotta understand that this is what it is and stuff like that because you know I might not have the best relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I am busy. You feel me? So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, anybody who be with me, they just got to understand and they got to, you know, be with the program and stuff like that and, and be supportive and stuff like that. You can't be with somebody who, when you coming in at five in the morning, they're like, oh, my God, what are you coming in so late for? Da, 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 da. Like, okay, right, cool. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? You, can't, you know, you got you to be with somebody who understands and who's supportive type stuff because if they're not supportive, mm-hmm. You know that might drive you crazy, or that, or that might have you like thinking about that person. Like, oh well, I'm a, I'm a, uh, cut this short tonight because I don't want, I don't want nobody mad with me when I get home and stupid stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pick a sock. So because what happens is this right here: if you want to be great, right? If you want to be, um, you, what they say, if you want to uh, uh, make history, you gotta do something historic. You understand? So you can't mm-hmm. you you can't you can't be great if you're doing average stuff. You can't be great if you're not gonna push the needle and things like that. And um, mm-hmm. if you're not pushing the needle and you're not outworking everybody, then you're not doing mm-hmm. anything because if, if if you let people outwork you now on this level, when you get to the bigger level where these people work 24 hours a day, you know mm-hmm. they're gonna eat you alive. You feel me? So you just gotta be ready for pretty much everything. And um, mm-hmm. if you really believe in it, man, you got to just be ready to, to go at a call's notice. Mm-hmm. That's that's so, that's so, this is tonage. Uh, so that's so true. But also I think when you're in that type of situation and relationship-wise, excuse me, you have to have someone that you're equally yoked with. You know, you can't have someone at home lounging, waiting for you to come home. That person needs to be out there fulfilling their dreams, you know, making making moves well, and making historic moves for them. And if they get home before you and you they fall asleep, just kind of tighten the mix the print in the microwave is what I would do for when the man comes home so he could have something to fill his belly. So I'm just saying, I'm just getting <laughs> off on my relationship. At least knows how I am about that. <laughs> But you know what? That's so true. And I think that you know, a lot of times, and, and we see it so often, when it comes to you pursuing your vision, you know, you might start out one way, and then because your mm-hmm. vision is taking you in a certain direction, I think that it's very important for that person to kind of be involved in your vision so that they don't feel left out. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes you have people that's like, I don't want to be involved in that. That's your, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's your thing, but I think that also creates a strain in a relationship as well. What do you think about that? I agree, man. Everything you're saying is right, man. Another another thing, too, is that it'd be a lot of women on the set as well, too. So 
if they're insecure and jealous and things like that, you know, that's not gonna work either. You know what I'm saying? Or, or if mm-hmm. it's a female, it'd be a lot. It'd be a lot of males on the set as well. So you know, right. it, you know, sometimes it don't look good. You out all night. It's nice looking women involved. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you know how you know some things just don't look good. Like you know what I'm saying? But even though it's mm-hmm. innocent and it's all work and stuff, to a normal mm-hmm. person, they're like, man, oh, I'm not stupid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, right. well. You know, you sound stupid because that's what was going on and things like you that. You know what? And um, <laughs> you know, you sound you not too. You sound stupid. You got to be smooth all the time, man. And, 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 and a one more thing, man. We just reached um today. We just reached um today. We just reached um We just reached um today. We just reached 5 million views on all of our um, episodes for Love Hurts, man. Yeah, for the web series Love Hurts. We just reached 5 million views, man. So, um, All right, all right, all right. Yes, yes, yes. yes, Yeah. Awesome. And, yeah, man, we nominated for an award. Um, next week, December 15th in um, D.C. is the um, uh, uh, independent award show for the whole uh, DMV area, you know what I mean? So, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to try to bring these awards home and things like that. And um, everything is just rolling right now. All, all the dots are definitely connecting. And a lot of big people have been, like, reaching out to me to give me assistance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The people mm-hmm. who I reached out to before and I get no answer back before. Now they're actually, mm-hmm. you know, reaching out to, to me now, things like that. So, um, wow. you know, I'm That's awesome. getting, getting excited. We are so well, proud you know of you, what they girl. say. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. You. you know what they it. say. They never want to sit with you through your process. They're talking about you through your process, not. but once you get through your process, then they want to try to sit down with you. Uh, of course not, man. man you know, it's so crazy, man. It's like, man, the shows be free, and a lot of people still won't even watch it, even though that is free. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you know, I support anybody, man. If somebody say, hey, like I'm trying to do this in the third, I don't care if it's whack. You know what I'm saying? I'll just have it playing mm-hmm. in the background, just so they could get the view, so it can help them accomplish or achieve whatever it is that they need to accomplish. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, mm-hmm. they just, you know, they just, they just won't even support and stuff like that. But don't get it twisted. Like I said, we got five million people who watching who watch our show. So, you know, people are supporting. But it could be way more, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so if you can drop five jewels on on someone that wanted to pursue because you, you have a whole you got a production company. So you do movies, you do your web series. And so what are five jewels that you would drop on someone that was coming into that industry and wanted to take their book from um, you know, to either, you know, web series, bring it to Amazon. What are some of the, the five good jewels you would drop on them? Um, five good Jews, man. Uh, the first good Jew would be, um, you know, be consistent. You have to be consistent in the stuff that you're doing because consistency is what you're known for. You know what I'm saying? If you're inconsistent, they're going to know you for being inconsistent. If you're consistent, they're going to know you for being consistent. The next mm-hmm. thing is, um, you know, you got to have a goal. You got to have a goal. Like, what's the goal? What do you want? You want to get a million views? You want to get on TV? You want to... Uh, get your web series to get to a network, and then when you get to the network, you present your books to mm-hmm. go to TV on the network so that your book can sell more when it gets on the screen. 
you know, what, what's, what's, what's your plan uh, to what you're trying to do, whatever the case may be. You have to have, you mm-hmm. have, to have a plan. And um, you got to be resilient, man. You, got, you can't let people tell you no. You can't let people tell you you whack. You can't let people, you know what I'm saying, tell you none of this stuff. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, mm-hmm. I've heard it all. You dig what I'm saying? And, you know, if I was to listen to, to, to these people, you know, I would have been stopped or whatever like that. But, you know, everyone has opinions and things like that. And if you got mm-hmm. thousands of people watching your stuff and a, a few hundred people are saying yeah, you're, you're trash, you know, you got to go with the, with, with, with the greater odds. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, mm-hmm. more more people like me than they don't. You understand what I'm saying? Instead of, well, a lot of people, they, they focus on the negative stuff instead of the positive stuff. So if they got thousands of people watching them and a few hundred people say your, your stuff is whack, they'll focus on the, the negative instead of the positive and things like that. So just don't do that as well. Oh. And um, and um, another thing, too, is take, take your time with stuff, man. You don't have to, like, you don't have to rush with things like that. Everything is, mm-hmm. is going to come together. And the last thing is you got to deal with like-minded people. You understand? Mm-hmm. You're not dealing with like-minded people. You know, I had to learn this the hard way as well, too, and I, I didn't really understand, like, like, man, why, why, why won't these people, you know, grind this and, and, and push it? We so close. Why, why, they not, why don't they got their foot on the gas? If we all put our foot on the gas, we could get to the destination faster. But it's like you got to understand, you know what I'm saying? People are not, um, you know, built like you. They don't think like you. And you have to surround yourself with people who think and move like you and who hustle like you. Because if you're around people who don't, you're going to wind up getting yourself upset. You understand what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. they're going to wind up not liking you because you do too much. You know, you're doing too much stuff and they they can't keep up. You understand? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That jealousy seeps in. Yeah. And, and oh, and the last jealousy, one. Don't don't you know, don't burn no bridges. Don't don't burn no bridges. Oh, the last burn, one because that's a good one. All the all, oh, all the stuff is all the stuff is yeah. This is all small. Everyone knows everybody and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You'll be surprised of uh, how small the, the 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 industry stuff is. You know what I'm saying? So everyone mm-hmm. knows everybody. Be nice to people. Don't burn bridges. You know, don't talk behind people's back. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Mm, that's Absolutely. A good one. And I, I think I posted this earlier today. Um, I talked about sometimes it's not your vision that's failing. It's the people that you're attaching it to um, that's making you feel like it's failing. So I'm glad that you brought that up about make sure you have like-minded Definitely. people. Because people don't, if they want to see you win, they want to see you win, whether they know what your vision is or not. You know what I'm saying? They they like whatever yeah, it is you need me to do, that's what I'm going to do. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. You gotta surround yourself with, with with winners. You know what I'm saying? People who win, used to win it or know how to win. You feel what I'm saying? Because if you hang around people who never won nothing, who never achieved nothing, and things like that, they don't understand what it takes to do that because they have not done that yet. You understand? So if you know what it takes, and you telling them, "Hey, do this, let's do this, let's do this," and they dragging their feet because they don't understand. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, you can't be mad with them. You know, they they don't know. Uh huh. That's true. That's so true. I like all those jewels. I'm just filling up my jewelry box with these jewels tonight, Silk. Yeah, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm here. You know, you already know. You can hit me anytime I ask you some jewels. I got you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, well, we appreciate you. Know you. Uh, but we 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 trying to do some other things, and so uh, we are going to hit you for some jewel stuff. Well, let's do it. 
So, I, right. yeah, I'm, I'm being your phone. I'm going to be in your phone just, just picking your brain for a minute. Right, listen, let's do it, man. I'm with it. I'll be taking the notes. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, well, so, you know, we always yeah, we enjoy like... when you come over here. Now, don't you get too big with these people reaching out to you that oh, you're going to forget God, about me. Awesome. And you know, Listen, my man. Listen, my number been the same for years. It's never gonna change. So whoever got it, they got uh-huh. it. Next thing you know, secretary gonna be answering, talking about some. Just send a request to the email. I'm like email. I ain't never had the email, Kim. She gonna be like Leisha, who Tony, who? Nah, nah, nah. But uh, that's okay. Um, we nah, love and appreciate nah, 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 you. Nah, I don't ever do that to y'all, man. And uh, y'all got any more questions, man? Y'all got any more questions? I'm, I'm here. I, y'all got to rush. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? If y'all, y'all want to keep it going, I'm here. Please, got any more questions? Well, we have I know y'all got somebody else coming on. Okay, so well, we're going to keep you in here, then. We're going to keep you in here. We're going to bring in our next guest. We got the fabulous Josh Gillier. Y'all know I love me some Josh. He is the creator of Gunko. Oddly Odin and Queen of the Ratchet. Y'all, y'all ain't seen Queen of the Ratchet. I don't know where y'all been, but it is super <laughs> funny. And he also has his new web series with the fabulous Xavier. Um, and it is Opposing Views. Y'all, his mind is a creative jungle. He is always doing something to make it happen. Hey, Josh. Hi. Hello, hello, hey, hello. hey, 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 Josh, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me back. You're very welcome. Absolutely. Please meet our fabulous, fabulous guest, Mr. Silk White over there. He's the smooth one in the studio tonight. <laughs> I heard him, hey, and I liked all the gems. Go ahead. Hey, Sorry, on, I liked man. all the gems that you were dropping. <laughs> I agree with everything that you were saying. Mm-hmm. Great deal. So Great I have deal. a question for you. I have a question for you, Josh, because um, and we have built this when he first came on about balance. Um, being able to balance um, like home life and doing all the things that you do because you have so many shows that you write and you have to yeah. do some direct. How do you balance out? Because you work as well. Right. Um I don't um I think everybody's different. Um mm-hmm. I think you have to find the balance with <clears throat> yourself a little bit. Um I think I kinda like I, I don't operate with a calendar and I don't operate with a planner, but I just know like I have to do all of these things and if I wasn't doing it, it's like it's what gives me energy and my juice. Like, I know mm-hmm. I have to be there for my niece and nephew, and I have to parent them. I know I have to go to the gym because I like being healthy. Um, that's just the stuff that feeds me. But I think everybody mm-hmm. has to figure out what feeds them in their soul and their mind because everybody operates differently. Um, mm-hmm. I think you do have to have, like, um, um, a work-life balance, meaning, like, it can't all be work, 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 work. You have to make Mm -hmm. time to just enjoy life and smell the roses because sometimes some things are meant to teach you things or lead you to other things. Like even being fired from a job, 
help me write stuff or a breakup can help you do stuff too. So it's just mm-hmm. being able to just stop and take in life and not just make it all about work or all about fun. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to do both. Mm-hmm. Everybody operates differently. What a powerful mm-hmm. question there. <laughs> <laughs> so when you sat down and you wrote your first web series, um, mm-hmm. what was that process like for you? Um, <laughs> my first web series was uh, my first show was Side by Side, um, and that was with uh, Michael Ben. And back then, um, it was more so about that I really enjoyed improving with this guy because I come from an improv background. And we just had a really strong connection with improv. And we were like, hey, this is before, like, a lot of people in Atlanta were doing web series and independent film because about five or six years ago, the market was a lot different. Um, Now everybody's, like, doing a web series and a show. But back then, Mike and I just wanted to work together. So we sat in a room and – I put my phone down and I put it in and I started recording us and we just improv back and forth and we just were playing each other and we're like, okay, well, what if we live together? And I was like, okay, so yeah, we live together and you've never lived with a gay man and you just moved to Atlanta and we just kept collaborating back and back and forth. And sometimes we would bounce into character. And Mm -hmm. from there, that's how that show was created. It was just me vibing off of him and just wanting to work with someone that, like um, your guest previous said, that was just like-minded and had the same drive that I had. I knew that Mm -hmm. because of the fact that I was a black man and because I was a gay man, it was going to be harder for me for people to take me seriously, especially in Atlanta, because Mm -hmm. we're we're still striving to be there. But I knew that I didn't see myself enough on TV, and I knew I mm-hmm. didn't see enough black men on TV, and Mike knew that he didn't see himself on TV, and we just wanted to not wait for other people to put us on. Hmm. Wow. Now, this is this is Tony, Josh. Um, first, I have two questions. First and foremost, was that an iPhone or Android you used? <laughs> for the recording? <laughs> Yeah, I was recording with the iPhone, and it was basically okay. like we would set up the scene. Like, I was like, okay, well, I, I told him my profession. I was like, well, uh-huh. in this show or in this situation, um, I'm a, and I, I just used who I was as an example. I was like, okay, I'm a struggling actor. And I uh-huh. put in another kid. I was like, well, we need to have a reason why me and you are moving in together. So we were like, oh, well, we live with this girl. We both know this girl. And I live with her because she has a whole bunch of money. And we were just sitting there improv it back and forth, and we were feeding off each other, and that's how that show happened. Now, that was my collaborative show. The first uh-huh. show that I did by myself was Oddly Odin, and that was based off of my life. And that was one conversation with my sister <laughs> where I was like, hey, I think that – I think that our family dynamic is something that isn't seen on TV. And I think that it exists in the world. And 
to your listeners, um, basically, um, I'm a gay uncle. Um, I helped my sister um, parent her two kids. She didn't ask me to do it. I just felt the need to do it because both of their fathers are not in their lives. And I felt like I just wanted to step in. And it wasn't like I felt pressured. It was just I fell in love with these kids. But I felt like in the process, even back then, that I've never been the best role model because I just uh-huh. been, I'm, I'm very comfortable with myself. And But I know I love the kids. And I was like, well, this is a show in itself. It's kind of like Modern Family. It's kind of like the Cosby show. It's like what you're seeing, but the only difference is is it's a black family, and it's not the typical black family that you're seeing where it's a husband and a wife. And from there, I sat down and I just started writing situations that my sister and I have been through, like me getting fired and me kind of not, me having like a very unfiltered mouth um, and her being a publicist. So I just took stuff from my own life and wrote a show about it. And that's Mm -hmm. basically what I've done with each of the shows I do. I usually try to write stuff that's close to me and that's personal to me. Mm -hmm. Now, it seems like the two of you started out around the same time. You said about five years ago. Is that about the same time for you, Seth? Um, Yeah, um, 2000, like, yeah, about five years ago, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and how has it changed? I'm sorry, Lee. Do, no, do you see a major change in those five question. years? Mm-hmm. What did you say? How, how has it changed in the five years? I mean, how have you seen the industry change since um, you first started? I feel like, yeah, okay, so <laughs> I felt like when I first started, but that it wasn't, I've never had a problem getting an agent. Um, mm-hmm. I come from a theater background. I feel like I understand the acting side of it. Um, when I first started out, um, and I'd say like almost every agent around town, um, did not take web series seriously. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you're doing a web yeah. series? It was like, look, it was kind of like, uh, whatever, that's not a big deal. But mm-hmm. nobody saw that market. Nobody saw what social media was. And one thing about me is back then, I listened to my agent, and I wish I wouldn't have listened to my agent because I probably would have been buying famous. I actually quit social media because my agent told me with Queen of the Ratchet, one of the shows that's really popular, she said, that's bad branding for you. That's not something that you should be doing. That's why we're not giving you auditions and everything. I showed her my show with Side by Side, Ozzy Odin, and all these kind of stuff. And agencies and acting teachers weren't necessarily taking it as seriously as they are now, now, mm-hmm. what I'll say is if you have a following or if you, you're big on social media, if you're doing a web series and it has a lot of traction, agents are interested in it. And I think the reason that that's changed is because they see the money that's going into it because agents, to me, and no, no disrespect to agents, but I'm really unfiltered, agents aren't artists. Agents are out for the coin and agents are business people, which I think is really good. So they see that market and they say, ooh, there's money in this market now. Let me start signing social media people. So now people are getting signed. Like Lala, um, Lala Milan is just on um, Boomerang, which would have never happened five years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Jesse Hilarious is on um, this show on Fox. 
um, rail, which would have never happened five years yeah, ago. Yeah. And what's happening now is people are pulling people from social media and people are pulling web series from social media. Issa Rae five years ago was not known and insecure, but now Issa Rae is been nominated for Golden Globes, been nominated for People's Choice Awards. Those people, they're put, and what's happening is the market has completely changed where you don't necessarily need that middleman. And what an agent is is a middleman. An agent is someone that's going to say, hey, I have this talented person that can introduce you to this person. Let me connect you. And what social media and what web series has done it just kind of eliminated that middle, that middle man. You can go create your own content. You can go create your own music. You can go create your own artwork or whatever you want to do. Develop your own platform like you ladies are doing right now, and you've taken out that middle man completely, and then those networks and those big money people will come and find you and say, hey, I like what you're doing. Let me give you the money. Instead of having this agent or this manager or this publicist, kind of weed you year after year and you're just kind of waiting for your big break you just have to put in the work now to get your big break and the product has to be strong mm-hmm. uh, how do you feel about that so oh yeah 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 um everything he said is right man i definitely agree with what he's saying you on point now, I've got a question, though, because there's red tape everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And how does the industry differ between Atlanta and New York? Is there a difference? Because I know, you, you know, when you're creating and the way you guys are creating, there's always some sort of red tape that comes in somewhere. So I want to ask, so what, how is the industry um, different between Atlanta and New York as far as the way you're able to move around and create your, your, your vision? Um, you can go not, it's not really, yeah, my bad. Not not really too no, different, man. I'm I'm in a, I'm in the DMV area. I'm not in New York area anymore. So I do all the filming in the DMV area. And, um, you know, it's just a lot of connections everywhere. And all you got to do is just connect a dot. Man. You know, everything is, everything is going to be fine. Everything he just said is all right, man. You understand? So that's pretty much uh-huh. all you got to do and just stay focused and you should be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that a lot of the reason why people are coming to Atlanta and the reason why I necessarily haven't left Atlanta is because to be a an actor in this time period where social media – I listen to this person. His name is Gary Vaynerchuk, and I think anybody that's an artist or an actor or someone that's trying to make a, a way right now needs to subscribe to this person. The bit, the the bit, the best thing about being in Atlanta is Atlanta is cheap, so you can do all the filming. You can get a really good job. You can get like really good living situation for really, really cheap. The bad mm-hmm. part about Atlanta is I don't feel like a lot of people, a lot of artists in Atlanta are taking advantage of the opportunities that are around them and that can be presented to them right now during this time and it's not going to always be like this we're in like a a golden age of social media and artists and eventually things are going to be oversaturated and it's going to be really hard to get in this market so with atlanta atlanta mm-hmm. it's still kind of lazy new york to me i feel like you go in with that mindset i gotta connect i gotta make just people up north in general they go in with that go-getter mindset of, I got to connect. I got to get these connections. I got to do this. It's, a, it's more of a hustle and a grind to be in New York. 
the bad part about New York is New York is expensive, and you can get caught up of just working day in and day out and forget that you moved up there to pursue your dream. So you have to find that balance, like what you were saying, of I have to work, but I also have to make sure that I'm still pursuing my dream because all about there's so many connections that you can make in New York because there's so much going on there at all times, but it's just a little bit more uh-huh. expensive. Absolutely. Now, so have you ever, because you do the editing, um, you do a lot of the, the hands-on for your web series, and you create them so seamlessly um, as somebody that watches. But have you ever had to cut out a part and then cut it out and, and feel like you should have kept it in? Is there a part that or, or a series that you've had to cut? something and you feel like you should have left it? Um, nah, not really. Um, if I cut something, it, it doesn't look right or it doesn't sound right. It's either one or the other. You know, if it look good, it, it, it's it's going to stay in there. I'm not going to take something that's good out and then be like, damn, I should have I kept that in there. If I cut it out, if the sound is horrible or the something is not right with it. And Josh, what about you? Have you ever uh, had content that you had to take out, and then you know, after a while, after you've watched it again, when you put it out, you were like, "I should have left that in." Um. Yeah, I have, because sometimes I find, <laughs> I guess, happy accidents that were. Where I'm like, oh man. And usually I do like a like a outtake or a blooper or something like that. Where I'm like, oh maybe they should see this, um, because sometimes I can't, especially like with opposing views. Not 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 necessarily gonna go opposing views. Sometimes I can't necessarily use a take because I tell the actors, I'm like, okay, we're gonna improv. We're gonna just keep the camera going, and you guys are just gonna we're gonna go back and forth. And sometimes I can't use a particular um, take because it doesn't make sense with what with what was going on, even though it's funny. So, yeah, I've had those moments. Absolutely. Now, everybody has strengths and weaknesses. And so how you know what your strengths are when you're creating things. So when it comes down to areas where you feel that you are a little weak in, how do you handle those and, and start to be able to master them Um as you move through your career? We'll start with Silk. Oh, um, well, so what I do is this, man. The weaknesses, you know, I spend more time on those because the strengths, I got those mastered and things like that. So um, if I have trouble uh, color grading or something like that, you know, then that's what I focus on. You know, I don't focus on my, my strengths because those are strengths, you know. So you got to focus on the, the weaknesses more than you do the strengths. And a lot of people they focus on the strengths because that's what they're good at. And, you know, they don't like to tackle the other type of things, but you got to do the opposite. And what are some of the things you do to help make sure that you master um, those sides? Because everybody has weaknesses in things that they're doing. And I think a lot of times when they try to branch out and they try to move into different um, levels or industries, those weaknesses become a fear sometimes. 
And so then it's like, well, how do you conquer those things? What are some of the things they can do or some of the things you have done to be able to strengthen those areas? Um, you want to you, you want to answer that, Josh? Yeah. No, um, let me answer it. I mean, I yeah, yeah, you should. Oh my bad. Oh my bad. My bad. Look, man. What is so this? This is just what I do, man. A lot, a lot of stuff. Like, you know, you can't, you can't have fear in this game and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? You can't do what everybody else is doing as far as content wise either. If everybody's doing a bunch of uh, shoot 'em up, bang bang stuff. You don't want to just copy. You 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 can't you can't have fear as in putting something different out. And a lot of people, whatever the wave is at the time or whatever's trending, they like to follow the trends and follow the wave mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So when when you're doing this type of stuff, whatever it is, you can't have no fear. You can't be scared. Somebody's gonna say, "Yo, this is stupid," or "This is dumb." You know, everything is just not for everybody. Some people are gonna say what you're doing is dope and it's amazing. You understand? So, you know, you just can't be uh, fearful when you're doing, when you're creating stuff. Because if not, you're, the stuff you create is going to look like everyone else's stuff because you don't want to step out the box because you're afraid somebody's going to, you know, nitpick or, 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 or whatever it is to your content. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, Josh? Yeah, I think you just have to jump. Like, um, I started out as, an actor and that was what I was doing and I was kind of scared to start writing and then I was like well whatever I'm going to do it and then for a while I was collaborating and getting other people to direct my stuff and then I said you know what I'm going to do it and I was that was that was nerve-wracking um at first because I was scared because I was scared of it looking bad or people not liking it because I thought other people did it better and I didn't know what I was doing or even editing too. And I think you just have to, even if you fail, even if it's a weakness and you keep failing, it's kind of like a bicycle. You just got to get up and keep trying and eventually you'll get a flow going of it. You can't be afraid to look ridiculous or fail or, you know, maybe your first show or your first product that you put out, it doesn't do anything, which has happened to me a lot. But you just have to be like, okay, well, all right, dust it off and just go on to the next one. And so what are some of the things that you do uh, when you have, you know, you know you have those weak parts of um, that you want to try to master? What are those the things that you do to master those parts of you and make them stronger? Right. Um, <clears throat> I ask for help. Um depending on what it is. Um, Like if it's like a song and it's like a whole bunch of parts and harmonies and I don't understand, um, I can't hear all the parts, then I'll ask someone that that knows that and can work with me and help me with that. Or if it's someone that has a better eye at, you know, lighting or, you know, maybe I don't have help that day, I'll, I'll put a post up on Facebook and say, hey, can you guys help me with this or ask questions so I ask for help I do research and I just try to I try to like study it if I'm weak at it you know what I mean like try to master that a little bit more absolutely this is Tony now I have a quick question I'm sorry Lee. I have a quick question because you the you both have your web series but it's like different genres you know you have different different audiences would you ever consider 
changing up your audience or changing up when your web series, like do it, like Slip would do a comedy or a love story or Josh would do like a drama. Would that Has that ever occurred to you to just uh, do something outside of your norm? Let's start with yes. Josh. Yes, actually, um, I'm really focused heavily on comedy right now, um, mm-hmm. but I've written a lot of dr- dramatic stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it is different um, than a lot of the stuff that you see, and I, I want to do more of that. I'm not opposed to doing that at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, Silk? Would you consider doing something other than what the, the genre that you're presently working on? Um, yeah, most definitely, man. Most definitely. I'm definitely uh, into the comedy stuff right now. I'm, you know, uh, we got some horror stuff coming away and things like that. You know what I mean? So we got we got a lot of stuff in the works, man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm actually excited and things like that. So am I. Absolutely. Now I do have a question though, because uh, Silk touched a little bit on it, and so did Josh about um, making sure you're you're dealing with like-minded people. But how do you deal with all the different personalities um, at that time when it's time to? Uh, put things together and you realize there's a personality that just don't really click with you. What are some of the ways that you handle that? We'll start with soap. Say that one more time. I'm sorry. How are some of the ways you handle, because you work with so many different personalities. Oh, yeah. Let's say you have a personality that's just not clicking with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, the first thing you got to have is patience, man. That's the biggest thing you're going to have to have. Because, you know, you can't just fly off the handle and things like that. you got to be able to keep your composure, have patience. And, um, you know, you gotta, that's, that's, that's pretty much the real thing is you got to have, like, strong patience pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. I can't even imagine still yelling at nobody. <laughs> I can't see him mad. I don't see him <laughs> either. I don't even see him saying curse words. I can't see him. Why you pulling somebody to the side and it's like, listen. <laughs> I'm sorry, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I felt good, man. Listen, sometimes, sometimes you gotta do a little cursing and things like that, and stuff to the tenth every, 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 every now and then. Because people are passionate, you know, so it gets a little tense every now and then. But you know, like you said, you gotta have gotta patience so it doesn't get get to these levels and things like that. Gotta get that point across. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a fact. Um, I do believe that you have to have patience. But I also believe that with the patience that you have, and I, I operate differently, and I'm still learning <laughs> as because, you know, I'm still doing this. But sometimes I do yell, um, and sometimes if there's a flat tire on a moving car, you have to replace it. And sometimes you have to mm-hmm. replace certain people to make uh, something move again. Um, so never get to a point where you feel like you have to keep working with the same people over and over again because you're going to get the same mm-hmm. results because people will show you who they are. And sometimes you can you could start in a like-minded position with someone, and it can be mm-hmm. going great. But the thing about people and about working with people is people change. 
So it's kind of like if you're on the same page with someone and they move like two or three pages ahead, then y'all aren't on the same page anymore. So it's like uh. if that happens, you might have to be like, okay, maybe it's time for me to go work on something else or, you know, do something else or make sure that you're always good when you're working with these people. But patience is key because, you know, we have work and we have um, families and we have uh, Trump in office that we have to deal with. But Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to let certain people go. And I've had to do that. I had to stop working with certain people because it's like it doesn't necessarily work out that well. Mm -hmm. Mm. Now, this is Tony. Um, I'm glad you said that, guys, because one of the jewels that Silk dropped was the last one he gave, which was pretty key, was don't burn bridges. When you've had to drop certain people from the pages that you're presently on, do you feel that that was a bridge burned? Um, mm, no, I think I've only burnt one bridge. This is my – see, I, 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 I have a different method of thinking about burnt bridges because I believe that you should be nice to people. Mm-hmm. I believe you should be kind. I should believe you should be nice. But if there's a burnt bridge, just remember that even though that bridge is burnt, there's always another bridge to cross. But I mm-hmm. haven't burnt but like one bridge, but I think it's on their end more so than my end because I still I, I'm still very kind to this person. Mhm. Mm. That's yeah. interesting. The burning bridges from different ends. Hmm. I gotta remember that one, Leash. Yeah, because sometimes um, a person might be more hurt by a situation than you are, mm-hmm. but you never know. You never know. Like people's feelings and how they feel about things, people can take things out of context and take things a different way. But I, one thing I'll say is you have to be, you have to communicate well. You have to be kind to people. But if a burnt bridge happens, you kind of have to just meditate on it and figure out another way to cross over another or if you even want to cross that bridge to begin with you might not even want to go over there I love these metaphors (laughs) I love it but now I have a question though have you guys ever had to recast like Things happen on sets all the time. Just in general, relationships happen. People, y'all, you ain't fall out with them, but castmates fall out with each other. Have you ever had to come to a point and, like, really recast somebody? And then how do you come back from that? Like, you, dude, you recasted me over this, but it was like, I have to. Let's, let's go with Silk because I. He's so smooth. I can see him recasting somebody. Uh, and like, did he just really, did he fire me? Was that the end? Was that Listen, man, we had to we had to recast a few people, man. Honestly, man, and not even recast, just get rid of them. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you know it'd be a lot of nonsense to be going on, I mean, personal and things like that. And um, they need to keep that personal stuff you know, personal and things like that. So, you know, we had to get rid of a few people. And mind these are good people, you know what I'm saying? They're good people. I like everybody. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you come and you're not, and you're unprofessional and, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you're causing a distraction to others and, you know, it's just, you know, you're not being considerate of others, you know, then you have to go, you know. So um, I never like, recasted somebody. I just get rid of them and I just keep the storyline just moving. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what? Uh, yes. Um, my first show I had to, it was a situation where it was going really well and um, two people weren't getting along and we had all collaborated on this project and one of the people wanted to leave the show and the only thing that was possible for us to do is either we just stop the show because this person wants to leave because it makes sense to have that person in the middle or we recast. And I've done that uh, where I had to replace someone that quit. And usually if it's like on opposing views or if it's like Queen of the Ratchet or even Gunkle, I'll have two or three people in mind. And then, you know, you watch how people work, you know, like if they're on time, if they know their lines, if they're vibing with the people that you're working with, if you want to really bring them back, or if this is something that they really want to do or pursue with you anymore. So, Mm -hmm. again, you have to leave personal. uh, The show must go on for one, and then you have to leave the personal stuff at bay because the most important thing is the product. Mm. Mm-hmm. But how do you come back from that, you know, when you have to recast? Because, you know, Silky talked about not burning bridges. So how did you come back? How do you come back from, you know, needing to recast somebody but making sure that you're not burning a bridge in the process? Are there some bridges that you do burn and it's just like I couldn't avoid it type thing? Oh, yeah. Nah, well, well, how I work is this, man. I don't burn any bridges. If I have to fire somebody, they pretty much fire themselves, you know, because right, you know, I, I, you know, I, you know, I'm easy to to work with. I'm easy to talk to. Like, hey, still, could we just do this differently? Because I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, no problem. Let's do it like this. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm real easy to work with. So if I have to fire somebody, they really fire themselves because. You know, I don't even operate like that. You understand? So, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel bad about anything. You know, you know, and um, you know, the thing is, is this, is that you, you can't do something because everyone is watching you. So, you, I can't allow you to do this, and then when other people do it, you know, I get mad with them, and they, the first thing they're gonna say is, "Well, you let so and so do it, and nothing happened to them." So, you know. You got, you got, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You got to be on, you got to be on point with everything. And like I said, I don't fire people. They definitely fire themselves, man, because it, it, it's nothing to fire you for. You, you come into to film and do work and stuff. If you're not going to do work or if you have an attitude for doing work or if you're drunk when we're trying to do work or something like that, then, you know, it's, it's no need for you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I asked, I asked, um, this question, Josh, but I want to ask you about um, relationships and and um, your your craft because we did talk a little bit about but how do you balance relationships and the craft that you're in? You mean like um, here's the thing about that. Um, it's it, it, being being being. <laughs> Doing this and creating babies, because what Phil is doing, what, what I'm doing, it's a child, right? So the attention that you give to a relationship, which is 24-7, like you have to communicate, and, and like if it's a baby, you're always there with that baby. The same thing is true with your relationship to your business. Um, 
it can be difficult. I really don't. I, I, my my main focus is surrounding myself with people that understand what I'm trying to do and respect what I'm trying to do. Um, even my niece and nephew understand what I'm trying to do and respect what I'm trying to do. I actually moved my computer um, where I work and I do a lot of editing and writing out into the living room so I could spend time with them when they're doing their homework and stuff. So that'll help me work-life balance that a little bit. But they understand that I'm always working. My sister understands it. So I try to always surround myself with people that understand that this is this is a lifestyle choice for me. And either you can be a part of my lifestyle choice, or if you're not going to be a part of it, then there's no reason for you to be in my life. Mm. Point, point well taken. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. And then that brings me to another question, because then have you ever had an instance where somebody – you were dating, it it became a conflict, like with Absolutely. your creativity and the things that you were doing. It, it, this was Phil for for me. Say it again for both of y'all. Like, oh, how oh, have you me. ever had that? Have you ever had that situation where your relationship and, and your your passion or your vision was colliding? And how were you able to either overcome that or or change things around to um, be able to move forward? I think that they have to be, they have to balance out in the same thing. Cause I've dated, I've dated artists that, you know, they want to, they want to be put on or they want to, they want to be put onto the show or they want to, they want you to help them out with something. And it becomes a conflict if they're not on the same wavelength or if they're not moving at the same speed you are. Um, I, and I, I find it best to really just focus on myself. And if someone comes into my life, I don't try to go look for an actor or a musician or artist, but if they do come into my life and they need help, I'll help them. But it has been a conflict a couple of times when I date them. And it's usually hard for me to date um, while I'm doing this because I'm so busy with this and then I'm also busy with the kids. So that just, those two things take up a lot of my time. So if you're coming into my life, you have to understand that and you have to be supportive of that. And if you're not, then again, you can't, I can't have you be in my life. Right. And so have you ever had to, that experience where a relationship and, and the things that you were doing just kind of clashed? Um, yeah, man, all the time. Like I told you, man, it'd be late nights. It'd be a lot of work, you know. I don't be having mm-hmm. a, 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 lot, a lot of time, you know. It'd be a lot of, you know, complaints and requests. And, um, you know, sometimes I can't fulfill it. I feel bad and things like that. But, um, you know, like he said, the, the project comes The project comes first, you know. And um, mm-hmm. that's, that's just pretty much it. Man, you're going to have to choose. You want to, you know, be successful or you want to have a successful relationship or, you know, yeah, just like that because, you know, it's like you got to give you 100% with this stuff. You can't give 
seventy percent and then the other thirty percent because while you're doing that, somebody else is giving a hundred and ten percent, and it's like yo. And then while yeah. you in your relationship, you watch everybody else's success. You be on Instagram like, oh, somebody else got picked up. Oh, somebody else got picked up. But you like, dang, dang. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like so, mm-hmm. you know, you just gotta be careful. You just gotta be, just gotta be careful with that because you know. If somebody mess with you like that, they gonna they gonna ride with you. You understand? So if they not riding with you and they can't, it's too much for them. Then they are not the one for you anyway. Mm-hmm. You know that's you why a lot of rappers date, that date, date the other. Yeah, that's why a lot of rappers date the rapper girls and things like that because they understand how it works. They understand that they on the road all the time. They understand that you know people, thousands of people uh, like them and, and probably want to sleep with them and things like that. So, you know, you got to be with someone who understands. You can't be with somebody who has a nine-to-five job who goes to right. come straight home and expect them to understand, like, okay, well, these, these women are going to want me or vice versa, whatever. So it's like you got, you, you know, you, you just got to be smarter and, 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 and pick your poison, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That makes and sense. you also have to really know yourself, too, because you're on set with all these I, I work with a lot of heterosexual men that they'll be in a relationship with a woman, and then I'll bring a beautiful woman on set with them. And after the take is cut, they're still flirting with the woman, and I'm like, okay, they're in a relationship. But you also have to know if you're ready to be in a relationship and be committed to that person or if you want to, you know, be free and single. Everybody likes the idea of love. But there's more than just being in a relationship and being in love. There's a lot of stuff besides love that just goes into a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's work. It's work. It's consistent work. And you don't see, like, you don't see that person all the time. And I, I don't know, monogamy, monogamy is not a big thing in 2018. People cheat all the time. So you have to be understanding that. If you're dating a director, a famous director, someone that's really big, that that person, like he said, is going to get flirted with. Women or men are going to be in that person's face all the time, especially if they're really good looking. And you have to be very comfortable with yourself to understand mm-hmm. in that 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 that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's a lot of that's the reason one of the key reasons why you know. You see so many breakups in Hollywood also. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just look at Cardi being offset. They just broke up over cheating and busy busyness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, you know, I well, think you... that, you know, when it comes to, to relationships, though, it's a little different. I think that um, even with stars, they make a lot a lot of allowances. And like, you know, Silk was saying, if they rock with you like that, it's got to be something specific. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be something Absolutely. that is continuous, something that they can't keep overlooking. But, you know, it's the way you moving. If you moving in a way that's, that's making her raise her eyebrow, you know what I'm saying? Right. Most exactly. Most of the time, a woman can be better than the CIA. Like, she... She better than she better than the government, but that means that she's been watching. She's watched she better than the government for a amount of time. She's watched your movement. She's and if she's suspicious on something, she's watched their movement. You know what I'm saying? And so yep. a lot of times when we bring it to you, 
I know me. I don't ask a question that I don't know the answer to. That means I don't already investigate it. I don't look for evidence. And when I bring it to you, that means that I already know something. I just want to see if you're going to lie to me. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't see if you're going to lie. Hi. That, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> that's a whole nother show. Because it's like... But, wow. they, but they watch you. So if, if, if she's watching you and you're not moving right, like Silk said, you have to be very careful in the way you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, Tune in next week. It. We'll be talking about moving like the government. <laughs> moving like the government. <laughs> right. Well, we got we got Battle of the Sexes next Friday. That's going to be our next Friday show. It's going to be good, too, y'all. It's going to be good. I can't wait. <laughs> y'all see she already warming us up, up right? She can already go on a tangent. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she already getting ready already. She's warming up. She's warming up, please. <laughs> y'all know me. Because I get to thinking, I'd be like, what about... I'm just saying. But, you know, we always like to do something a little fun here on Let's Chat. And so, you know, um, Silk, I think last time, you know, we said when you come on the show this time, you got you got to oh, be man. ready. And, you know, <laughs> to be ready. So we hoping that you're ready. I don't know what questions that she got. Um, ain't no telling what she going to ask y'all. So, I mean, hey. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, you know. I'm gonna I'm 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 give I'm gonna give uh, Silk a little break tonight. I'm gonna give him a brain tease. How about that, Silk? How how, how about yeah. brain tease? Brain tease sounds good to me, man. <laughs> okay. Well, first and foremost, you know, you guys, you know, we Lisa and I, we so love you guys, and we are so passionate about what it is that you guys are passionate about. And you're busy, so we so appreciate you coming and spending some of your time with us here on Let's Chat. We really, really do. And um, before I get in my questions, so I have a new client. His name is Shannon Holmes, and I told him I, you were on the show tonight. He said, okay, please send him my regards. So my new client, Shannon Holmes, sends you his regards. <laughs> you know, you're, talking about, you're talking about the author, Shannon Holmes? Uh, yes, yeah. Arthur Shannon Holmes. He's my new client. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Tell my man, Shannon Holmes, I said, what up? I haven't seen him in a while, man. Tell him I said, what up, man? Really? Okay, I definitely will. I got to talk to him after the show, but I sure will give him your regards as well. Um, the, the Silk, uh, your brain teaser is this. Uh, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, rub, rub those hands together, get all warmed up. Your brain teaser is <laughs> a farmer has nine sheep and all but seven died. How many did he have left? He got nine sheep, seven died. All but seven died. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> he got um, he got seven sheep. All right, ding, ding, ding. See that? <laughs> you had me nervous. Wow. Listen, listen, wait, hold on, hold on. Listen, you listen. had me nervous. I'm glad you didn't ask me that. Hold on, hold on, listen, listen. <laughs> oh, hold on, okay. Yeah, hold on a second, man. Listen, <laughs> numbers is numbers is my thing, man. I do business all day. Numbers is my thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh. All right, that was a good one for you, though. You like that one? I like that much better, yeah. 
<laughs> See, I, I be I be taking it into account. I'm, I'm, I got you. I, I got appreciate you. It. I <laughs> All right, Mister Mister Josh, you ready for your brain teaser? Oh gosh, I'm not good at these. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you an easy one. You ready? Get warmed up. Okay. Rub those hands together. Uh, uh, okay. All right. Shake those, shake those shoulders, Mr. Ratchet. <laughs> uh, okay. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm gonna get You're, this wrong. Okay. <laughs> no, it's easy. It's easy. You got this. Your brain teeth is three large people tried to crowd under one small umbrella, but nobody gets wet. How is that possible? Three what? I'll say it again <laughs> Three large people Try to crowd under one small umbrella And nobody gets wet How is that possible Three large people Try to crowd under one large umbrella And nobody got wet One small umbrella One small umbrella And nobody got wet How is that possible Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were under it together? Nope. You want me to give you the answer? <laughs> yes. Are you want more are you want are you want one more try? <laughs> yes, say the question one more time. Say it one more time. Okay. Three large people crowd under one small umbrella and nobody gets wet. How is that possible? Because it's not raining. All right. So, <laughs> you got yeah, it. It's a sunny day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that one, Sue? Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that gave me the easy one, man. Huh? <laughs> 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 I'm just glad that gave me the easy one because I was stuck. Like, huh, what? I was like, okay. What the? Like, what the hell? Okay. I just wanted to mix it up a little bit for you guys tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. I loved it. We appreciate y'all coming to kick it with us in the chat room. We want each of you to shout out your social media, your shows, uh, when they will be on any premiering of any new episodes and any events you're going to be at if people want to come out and support you. Um, I'll go first. Uh, you can follow my personal page. Um, we just researched Joshua Gilliard across the board on Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook. Um, right now I'm doing a whole bunch of holiday parodies for one of my shows. It's called Queen of the Ratchet. Um, so there's going to be a lot of holiday parodies. There's a couple of them up already. There's going to be a mm-hmm. couple Mariah Carey parodies coming. So you can follow that show. It's at Queen of the Ratchet with an R, R-A-T-C-H-E-T. Um, I'm also um, producing um, two other shows, Opposing Views and Gunkle. Um, Opposing Views will be having a Christmas episode coming soon. Um, you can follow that show, Opposing Views underscore the series on Instagram. And then Gunkle, 
um, this series will be returning in 2019. Awesome. And Mr. Smooth. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Um, Silk White, you can find me on um, uh, Instagram, SilkWhite212. Um, I'm on YouTube. You can just go to uh, type in Silk White and everything pops up. We got uh, Love Hurts, the web series that we got over 5 million views on. Um, it comes out every Sunday night at midnight, and we have another mm-hmm. one called um, Till Death Doors Part that comes out every Wednesday night at midnight. So we're doing a lot of work, man, and um, just check out the stuff, man. And uh, for Joshua, what, you said Instagram was Joshua what? Joshua Gilliard. Um, but you can follow. That's my personal page. My shows that you can follow are um, Queen of the Ratchet. My personal is a little bit more personal stuff, but yeah, Joshua Gilliard. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. And I was right, Well, listen, it was nice, it was, no doubt, man, it was nice talking to you, Josh, meeting you and stuff. I appreciate y'all having me on as usual. Um, like I said, anytime y'all need me, man, y'all know how to find me, I'm not hard to find. And um, when y'all call, I make sure I won't have my secretary answer for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we appreciate that. We appreciate that, so. <laughs> I got you. Don't forget us little people. At least I would love to go and do to a, a show on one of his one of their sets. That was just awesome. Yeah, man, you're always welcome, man. You're welcome. We we film in the DMV, man. We film uh twice a month, man. Twice a month we film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we knock out uh three to four episodes, um three to four episodes each time we film. So, you know, we be there from mm-hmm. morning to night. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're more than welcome. Come through. Mm-hmm. We gotta think about that one. That's an interesting project. Look, I got you. Inspired to come all the way to the DMV uh, to be there all day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta stay all day. You gotta stay all day. I'm just saying that we we be getting busy. If we 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 get busy. Sounds like oh, a plan. Right. Sounds like a plan. What time is lunch, y'all? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have a great, great weekend. And for those that are listening, your ladies in the chat is going to be in the ATL this weekend. Make sure you guys come out and check us out. I'll be on my early, early morning flight tomorrow. Lisa's going to pick me up, but then it's going to be on. Yes. So make sure you guys, if you're in the area, we got to go to the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be at uh, the Crave Party on Friday, uh, Girls mm-hmm. to Brunch on Saturday, and then BMB Records is having an event Saturday night. I haven't decided if we're going to go to that or not, um, because that's like a full weekend to be just bopping around from event to event, but... There's some great yeah. week, there's some great events going on in the D in uh I was going to say the DMV <laughs> in Atlanta this weekend. You got to get out there. Yo, so, and that's so, right. That means so, we got to get out there. <laughs> yeah. So 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 I'm telling you, you out you you out on ATL. You said right? No, I'm in the in ATL. Yeah, I'm Tony's in New York. In New York. Oh, Tony. Yeah, you are in New York. I forgot. Yeah, that's right. My bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. Listen, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in both places pretty soon, man. So listen, I'm gonna be hollering at y'all. You know what I'm saying? So make sure y'all don't send me to y'all secretary, all right? Can we go? Can we go eat? And he's like, "Well, no, we wrap the chips black." <laughs> nah, nah, I got you. Listen, I got you. Nah, I got well, you. You let us we know got, when, we got, we and got, we're gonna we make it happen. 
No, no doubt. I got you, man. I got you for real. And Joss, if you ever put my neck of the woods, you let me know too. I will. <laughs> now I'm always if, busy because I'm always working. So if you let me know in advance, I will carve out um, that okay. time to come and kick it with you. Yay! I got I'm excited. That's I'm awesome.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.